someone reaches out for me. Racing on a course of and clad in gleaming mail, I shall answer none but he who bringeth me the grave. I need a hero. I shall hope for a hero till the end of the night. Could I Hello, Leonora. Hi, Ashley. Well, uh, we are back, but yes. but but first, yeah, we have to amend something from our previous episode. Yes, this is a first um, that we've had mm-hmm. to do this, but we need to address Dragons of Camelot. Yeah, a little bit more because we made the mistake of not doing all of our cast research before recording our episode. We made some assumptions, mm-hmm. um, and it turns out that you know. Despite this movie um, being of the quality that it is, it it still was worthy of more research than we did. Yes. Um, we assumed that this was an American venture made by American people. Mm-hmm. American cast, specifically. And that isn't true. Somehow, most of the cast of Dragons of Camelot is, in fact, British. British. Um, including that that woman who we had such a laugh about her american accent yes as it turns out um that's not her accent that's not how she speaks that's the voice she's putting on expressly for this film so we were really flabbergasted when we realized (laughs) that everyone in this movie is actually british and not american and we puzzled over this for a little while and our going theory is that this is a movie, a British film, <laughs> that is trying to seem American. And so all of these British people are sounding American-ish. To play British characters, though? Yes. it's It kind of turns your brain inside out. But, but... I, I gotta... It, it changes my perspective on the performances. Yeah, because, you know, we knew... We did know that the lead guy was British. Yes. Um, and we had assumed that maybe he'd been in L.A. for a long time and he'd lost his accent a little bit. Something. But he is instead vaguely unsuccessfully trying to do an American accent. He keeps going in and out. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, these are not British people, or these are not American people doing do, poor British accents. It's the reverse. It's the reverse. Um, but but that means that this woman who who we were discussing, yeah, she's the best actor in the whole film because she's doing an extremely convincing L.A. dialect. We fully bought it. We didn't even realize she was British. We didn't. We didn't even question it. Oh, no, not for a moment. Um. Also, several of these actors have have done some absolutely legitimate work one um, of them is on the west end now yes in Moulin yes Rouge. Moulin Rouge. so like we're sorry for ragging on these actors yeah. we should have done our due diligence and realized the circumstances were not what they appeared and like if you're a talented you know stage or television actor and you you take this take a, a role in dragons of camelot for a paycheck like Fucking good for you. Who are we to razz on you for that? Yeah. So we just, we felt a little guilty um, after (laughs) wrapping recording and realizing that we had been under some misapprehensions. We didn't give these people their due, I think it's fair to say. Yes. So so this is just us 
trying to make up for some things that we (laughs) had assumed last time um sorry guys that yeah we 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 should have done better yeah we'll we'll try to do more (laughs) research going forward but this this week yes this month we are talking about The Kid Who Would Be King. Yeah. It's a legitimately very good movie. Oh, yes. I, I love this movie. I've never seen it before. You'd been telling me to watch it yes. at, for years at this point. Yes. Yes, I caught it in theaters in 2019. Oh, I wish I had. My goodness. Yeah, I am so glad that I did. It, it had a very unfair February release. Yeah, and kind of a confused marketing campaign a little bit. Yeah. But it is just a delightful family romp. Oh, yeah. Uh, it feels like a kind of movie they don't really make these days. It's really true. It's it's really true. Um, I think it's, it's, it's fair to note that um, I, I read, I couldn't find a great source on this, but I had read that the writer-director, Joe Cornish, had actually had the idea for the film when he was a child himself. Aww. And liked the idea of doing an E.T.-style invasion of suburbia film, but with Arthurian themes. Huh, that's so funny. And then, of course, you know, he did Attack the Block. Which is, he really likes his sci-fi, and this movie isn't sci-fi exactly. No. But it is like a fantasy action film for children. Yeah. And yeah. a really sort of exciting, fun one. It's so fun, and it's so cute, and I just love how earnest it is. It's extremely earnest, uh, and just, like... It's sweet, and it's funny. It's, like, legitimately funny and cute, and, like, great for kids, but still st- entertaining, entertaining for adults. For adults. Uh, it, it gives you enough to chew over, uh-huh. I think. Um, and it seems like... And, I mean... I wouldn't be the, I, I don't know, if you're listening to this and you have children, please show them the movie and I'd love to know how they react. Because I've been reading things from people with, with mm-hmm. children who said that their kids really enjoy this film. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me at all. I think as a kid, I would have really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Uh, and I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's delightful. But it's it seems like it takes the possible like anxieties and emotions of the child characters really seriously in a way that seems like it's meant to be reassuring for kids who are watching the movie. Well, yeah. So let's talk about, cause like, just like the opening sort of sequence as our boy Alex is going to school. Yeah, Like there's... it's this really interesting sort of ambient montage. That's just sort of giving you the idea that like the world is a scary place right now. Right. And it is like sort of political. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, political on the level that, like, a kid who's hearing news broadcasts and seeing headlines is perceiving things. Yeah, they're gonna understand, like, you know, there's there's political unrest in the world. Yeah. And, you know, the climate is messed up. Right. And people are losing their jobs. And nobody knows how to fix any of it. And what I find really interesting specifically, because I kind of like that they picked one specific thing that you can choose to zero in on or not, mm-hmm. is that, like, there's this news broadcast voiceover about, like, these populist, totalitarian, like, all, all these kind of, like, far-right powers, mm-hmm. you know? They don't use that term. 
but right. you can scan it. Absolutely. That they're just like all these kind of like despots are taking power despots all over the world. Despots are taking power, and uh, yeah, we we see you know he walks past a, a homeless person on yeah. the street, uh, and like we're just seeing you know the, through a middle school age child's yeah. eyes like the ways that the world feels broken. Right. Right. And so, and, and that's the sort of the premise of this whole thing is like when you know when the world needs help then the once and future king will return and do something about it and i was thinking like you know when you're a kid i mean like things like being a king it's kind of if you're an adult viewer that scans differently Mm -hmm. than if you're a kid i think Mm -hmm. thinking about wanting to be king you know (laughs) yeah because like that, that's why I think it's interesting that they do this whole thing of, like, corrupt rulers. Yes. And so the whole movie becomes not just about him having to embrace his kind of chosen one destiny, but how to be, like, emotionally and relationally responsible about it. Yes! How to lead people in a way that is just. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that is contrasted with Morgana, who, who feels just, entitled and, to being in charge of people, and is specifically like, "This is a great time for me to take charge because everything's everything's messed up. bad. This is my time, yeah. and you know, I don't care about people being yeah. happy. I care about being in power." Exactly, and I mean, I think it's a good if it's hard in things for adults. To do that whole like, oh, everything in the world feels bad and wrong right now, and but everyone should just get along with uh-huh. each other. Th- that can feel too simplistic. Uh-huh. But, but in a in a children's film, that's a perfectly appropriate message. And because... you're like, yeah, this must be a really these must be really tumultuous things to hear about, and and kind of. And this is the, the, as much power as a child has. Exactly. And and but it it goes further, and and you know to to say, you know. These kids, the kids are all right. Right. And they will have the opportunity to do better. Yes. They will grow into the leaders of the world and they will have their opportunity to do things that differently. That I thought was great. Yes. It's like, it's very hopeful to say like, you kids, you know, just, just mm-hmm. keep on this way and remember to be good and kind and thoughtful and you will have your chance to put things right. Well, that's wonderful. Isn't it nice? And it's nice to hear that from Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so let's do our real quick... Sort of like... S- summary, summary. Plot yeah. summary here. Because, um, yeah, we've got... We've got... Uh, Alexander... What's his name? Alexander Elliot. Alexander Elliot, Yes. And he's just a regular boy living in London with a single mother. Yep. Um, and he's got his best friend, Betters. Betters. Uh, and he's just a school kid. But you can tell he's got, you know, he's got a really strong sense of justice. He just yep. is discouraged because he's a child and he feels very right. small and powerless in the world. But he has this very, very strong sense of justice. His friend, Betters, is getting bullied by yep. Lance, Lance and, and Kay. Kay. The school hmm. bullies, and hmm. he stands up to them, even though there's no way he can right. do anything about their behavior. He still can't let this go on. He has to speak up in some way. 
Um, so, you know, that goes poorly for him. Uh, and he ends up putting a target on his own back from Lance and Kay. Yep. Uh, he, you know, they, They, they're chasing him around. They're chasing him around. They're doing the bully thing in a very, like, classic kids adventure movie kind of way. Uh Like, oh no, the bullies are coming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's great. Um. And they chase him onto a uh, construction site. Construction site. He kind of loses them. Yes. Um. He falls off of something, yeah. and they're like, oh, "We better go." Yeah. <laughs> and the, he ends up finding a sword, a sword in the stone. He just finds Excalibur stuck yep. into like a concrete pillar, uh, and it pulls, pulls it, it out. out. And he's like, "Whoa, cool! I have a sword now." Yeah. He just takes it home. He takes it home, shows it off to betters, and they kind of like they're like. They're like, is, is, it, it, ooh, is it the sword in the, the stone? Sword and it's very cute. These yeah. boys are so cute. Like, They're great. I just honestly. love these kids. They have a sweet, wholesome friendship. I know. Betters is the cutest little guy uh-huh. in the entire world. Uh-huh. He's so sweet. He's just a sweet faced little guy. <laughs> I just want to scoop him up. Uh, but they kind of laugh about it and they're yeah. kind of like, maybe, no, it's not, yeah. but maybe, but no, it's not. <laughs> um, they like pull out the book about King Arthur and. Um, so it ends up that this is indeed Excalibur and the Sword in the Stone. Um, a, a teenaged version of Merlin, Merlin. arrives um, because he, he of this. He does a lot of shenanigans to get himself into the school. Yes, he he, he does a, some magicking um, and ends up yeah enrolling himself in school with, 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 with Alex, Alex. And, and Betters. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we're f- hearing things about Morgana and how mm-hmm. she's been locked away because there's a very fun like animated prologue in this movie where they go through the whole yeah i like it how it looks like a picture book sort of great yeah Yeah. it's really charming um so yeah morgana's like locked away but then she's like awakened and she's like the sword has been pulled we i have to find the new king um and yeah merlin aka merton so funny he's so he's, funny he's the he's hilarious he steals the movie oh yeah it's so good um he you know is like observing alex all day and then hears that the solar eclipse is happening in four days and like he flips thought it his was shit. four years yeah flips his shit it's really funny um, and it's like, Alexander Elliot, you are the once right and future the, king. Right in the cafeteria in yeah. front of everybody. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing. It's really, really funny. They all like throw their little milk carton bottle yeah. things at him. And, uh, and Alex says he doesn't want anything to do with this. He's like, this is, the sword is just causing me trouble. I gotta get rid of it. I gotta right. put it back. Like, I don't, I am refusing the call to adventure. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Uh, uh, and that night, he is attacked by a uh, monster. A creature guy. Scary. Flaming. S- demon skeleton. Skeleton man. Um, and Merton comes and, and rescues him. Yep. And it's like, meet me at the chicken restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we can, we can skip over some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. They, they end up, um, recruiting Lance and Kay to help them. It's, it, that takes a little while. A cause, little. Because they're, 
not so nice. They're not so nice, but they end up sort of coming around. They have they have a near death experience together that helps a little bit. It does. Um, and they end up deciding they have to go on an adventure. Merlin tells them like, they have to find the entrance to the underworld so they and can defeat fight Morgana, Morgana because in the eclipse she's going to raise this whole army and, and enslave to, Britain. Yeah. So they go on this big adventure to. They're trying to find Alex's dad. They, he thinks he that thinks... his dad may know something about this, and they they track him to where Alex last knew him mm-hmm. to be at, which happens to be Tintagel. Right. Um, which is a location that is Described deeply involved. As the, yeah, as the birthplace of, of yes, Arthur. Yes, yeah. and we'll talk about that. But uh, turns out, no, he had some misapprehensions about his dad. There's yep. no special connection with oh, him. Oh, very sad. It's really sad. It's genuinely really sad. Yeah, it's really effective. Um, but he, you know learns the lesson that it's not about, you know, these this your special lineage and that's right. not what the sword and the stone is about. It's you know, it chooses the person who Who's, has who is yeah. the the right person for the job. And it's not about your your lineage. It's not about your legacy. It's about right. your heart and your you know, convictions. Um and so they put together they got to go find Morgana at uh, Glastonbury Tor. Yep. They face off against her, uh, and we get sort of a false victory. Yeah, naturally. And so this she's. Is when I thought, oh, there's 35 minutes of movie left. This doesn't that seem wasn't right. the climax. So no, in fact, she's only wounded, and it's the day of the eclipse, and we have to rally all of the children, <laughs> the children of the, of the school, school to naturally. fight the forces of evil. Yep. And, and defeat Morgana together. And they, they of big, course, they big, do. It's a big, big fight. It's a big, oh, it's so fun. It's <laughs> so fun. It's so good. There's lots of sort of MacGyvering uh Yes, involved. it's really lots. charming stuff. Yeah. Setting up all of these traps. Um, and yes, they, they, they defeat the, the forces of evil and save the day. And Merlin gives them a wonderful sort of denouement speech about how, how they'll be... they're, they're gonna do all right yep <laughs> that's the movie that's the movie um and it's it's just so sweet because it it always it's always earnest yes like it's funny it's, it's cute it's, it's, it's silly it's funny cute silly entertaining uh it at times irreverent it, oh yeah but... but never ashamed of itself no never like ironic no, like there, there's some really cute sort of tongue-in-cheek moments. Like one yeah. of my favorite jokes in the whole movie is um, after sort of their first adventure with Lance and Kay, um, where they're like, you, you're going to tell us what's going on right now. Right. And they go back to Lance's house and they like explain everything and he gives them this whole speech about like, this is what Arthur did. You know, right. he... he took sworn enemies and brought them together as allies and and every you know they, they sat around a round table to show that all everyone oh, was yeah. equal and, and they looked out at the table, table and, and it's rectangular and, and he's like, like put the flaps, put the flaps up, up. <laughs> and it becomes a round table so that's our round table that's our round table yeah. and i love it it's i love great. just this that's little great. dining table with flaps, <laughs> flaps. is the round table <laughs> super cute and That's like lovely. it's just a funny little moment where it's yeah. like we're not we're not undercutting it you know we're still we're it's in the service of sincerity yeah. where he's like look see we're at a round table right now <laughs> none it's of just, this is a coincidence the flaps aren't up yeah <laughs> like it, well and i like how he's even just like your names are lance and k and they're like okay, okay. Tra- that does track yeah 
he makes a point. So it's yeah. only like self-referential in these very sincere ways. Yeah. We, yeah. Sir Bettersveer. <laughs> so cute. Um, I, I like it even with like the non-Arthurian stuff. Like there's enough contemporary feel mm-hmm. so that they feel like real kids. Yeah. But it's not so much that it feels like gimmicky. No, 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 no. Like they, they, it, you know, they're like, they're kind of stock characters yeah, oh, of yes. kids. But in a way that I think is super appropriate because, of course, we're working in archetypes already. Exactly. And that's one of those things that gives it that pleasant throwback feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just have these, like, bullies. Yeah. Like, just classic bullies that hang you upside down and make the change fall out <laughs> right. of your pocket. But they're, like, you know, they're, they're, they're serviceable villains for the first act of the film, but they don't do anything so awful that they can't be redeemed. Right. They're just kind of mean kids who bully like, a little. I'm always curious when movies do the whole kind of like reforming the bullies thing, like how they kind of explain the bullying because it's a, such a difficult real life topic. Uh-huh. And I feel like like the ascription here that it's because they're also scared and upset and they figure they should just look out for themselves. Yeah. Is it? That's fair enough. Exactly. Because then it, and it, it all works in service of sort of that allyship of like, right. I understand how you feel and let's try something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it works really well. Yeah. It's, it's great. They're funny. They're really funny. Uh, the other thing that I like is um, we get this whole kind of insecurity theme which sort of bolsters their characters a little bit too. Yeah. Where the the, the sort of skeletal uh, demonic villain creatures are always accusing with, them accusing of their them worst of, of their, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the, that's what Morgana does. Is she mm-hmm. preys on people's you know badness, and so they're just trying to like remind mm-hmm. these kids of like what mm-hmm. what their badnesses are, what what's what their undesirable traits, their their weak traits are. It's it's. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good it's, stuff. It's good stuff. There's other funny things too, like the Lady of the Lake. Yes! Uh, yes! The Lady of the Lake is in literally any body, any body of, water. of water to the point of filling the bathtub. Yes. And the Lady of the Lake. And, and can what be a there. great, like, what a great moment too, because it's the moment of like, he's got to prove this to his mom so that yeah. he can go and, and do his so adventure. He, of course, he just fills the bathtub and he's like, okay. Lady of the Lake, if my quest be pure. Yeah, if my quest is true, deliver, deliver Excalibur, Excalibur. And then up comes that hand. In the bathtub. And she's like, okay, well, I guess this is real. And, and that's I, it. That's the proof. And I love how, like, that's, like, just just the most hilarious, like, just straight from the movie Excalibur. Right. But it's just the in, their ba- in their bathtub. Extremely cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, and, you know, and again, like, you know, some kind of Marvel movie would, like, yeah. undercut that with some kind well, of Well, that happened. Yeah. yeah but, uh, and there's none of that. She's just like, She's Whoa! just like, oh, my God. Whoa. She gets to be very sincere. Yes. Yeah, mom is good. I, I think it's interesting how mom and dad don't have names. Yeah. They're just mom and dad. I mean, that that seems accurate. Mm-hmm. It's, this is a very kid perspective movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about Merlin. Because oh, he's like the highlight, he's right? He's so fucking hilarious. This kid. He's just from the moment, he's doing all these funky things with his hands. Yeah, he's just like, like fucking Naruto jutsu, I'm like, this, like hand motions. This actor really just deserves the world. He's like, like he's I, like... And I say this with all the respect in the world. He is a clown. Oh yes, he a, is a yeah, he, oh, he is the best. an impeccable clown. His clowning is nonpareil. He's so funny. 
He's just a great physical actor. His line deliveries are everything. Like he just does all these crazy gestures. And oh he's, yeah. Oh he's yeah. So he's he's funny. brilliant. He's, he's genuinely brilliant. I have to tell you something about him. Tell me. How old would you guess he is? Oh based... yeah, I know. I looked it up after I saw the movie because yeah, he's playing he's... like a sixteen-year-old Merlin. Um, he... but he was like in his early twenties at the time. Yeah, he's twenty-eight now. And yeah. This movie came out three years ago, so he was yeah in his early twenties when it was filmed, most mm-hmm. likely. He. He, he had a child already. <laughs> he was a parent. He was a parent when he made yeah, this Yeah, he film. definitely passes very well for, like, a, a, a teen. A teen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's funny as hell, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to see him in everything. He's yeah, great. He's a delight. Like, his deliveries, his line deliveries are just... I can't like just there's no way. I can't even describe it. Like you no, just have, you just to, have see to see him see it. do it. You just have to see it. And he's working with good material. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But like But he's he he elevates with, it as well. Yeah, without And it's like what cuz cuz Merlin occasionally like pops into his old old man self form when it needs to be really serious. Yeah, just I guess. Yeah. Um but and it's Patrick Stewart. So that's great. But no complaints. I'm always happy when Angus Emery shows back up. Yes, absolutely. Like, like there, it's like, you know, it's it's good to have Patrick Stewart and he lends it a gravitas, but I would like to see Angus Emery deliver the, these yes. earnest parts. Yes, oh, completely. I want to know yeah. what that would have been yeah. like. And it's like, you know, they have the opportunity for Sir Patrick Stewart to come in and do this. Of course, they're going to take it. Yes, but certainly. I would have been really curious as well. Uh, I'm sort of glad that they didn't fall prey to the temptation to use him more. Yeah. Because he's, he's only in it for very brief moments. Uh-huh. But my goodness, does does this younger actor totally steal the show away? Yeah. Uh, but, and that's like, that's true of all the kids too. Yeah. Like, how you were saying before we recorded, whenever like the grownups come around, it's like, can we get back to the kids please? And it's so rare to feel that way. Yeah. Like, it's hard to make a movie where the ensemble is children and, like, they're the ones who are, like, the compelling characters with, mm-hmm. with the arc. Right. Well, and while we're at, let's, let's mention who our, our main boy is. Yeah. Uh, Louis or Louis Ashbourne Circus. Yeah, I don't know if it's Louis or Louis, but uh, Andy Circus's son. Yeah. Um, and he's just charming as hell. Oh, he's so charming. He's really a he, he's a leading performer. He is. Like he has he, the charisma. Yeah, cuz I mean, he's obviously adorable, yeah. but he also just like gives a really solid grounded performance. Yeah, he re- he really has to be sincere because he's not like a jokey character. No, like he gets to say some funny things. He's got some <coughs> yeah, comedic but... moments, but he's not a he's not a comic character. He's a lead. No, exactly. And he has kind of a, he's got serious stuff in his storyline, yeah, dealing with his absolutely. dad and all the dealing with his, his parental stuff and yeah, he yeah. has to he has to carry some tricky moments and he does it like there's this sort of scene where his mom knows about the sword and and she's like well you have to take it to the police you can't just have this yeah this is and a, he's this is just like weapon. well there's something I have to do he's like I have to see this thing through and he kind of like kind of accidentally like points it at her uh-huh. when she's going to take it away and she's just like what did Whoa. you just do and it's like and it's, a moment he's like i'm sorry yeah. and like he feels like guilty but also like he can't he, he yeah he has to he has to do this thing and it's yeah it's really really good and like the the scene when he 
meets his aunt Sophie and like yeah, they have that whole conversation about like who totally his father actually was. Genuinely dramatic scene. Uh-huh. I and he, like, he has to give a lot of speeches in this a movie. Ton, he, has, yeah. he does a lot of speechifying King Arthur style, mm-hmm. where he has to, like, rally, and and he does it. Mm-hmm. Like, he really delivers these... It doesn't It doesn't get old, is It the doesn't thing. get old, and it, it doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. Like, he really is up for the job. Yeah, he's, he's really a special kid, like... Yeah, and you can buy that he... Has, like, a genuine integrity where you're rooting for him as a protagonist. Right, and, like, you see the doubt in him where it's, like, yeah. you he has this really good heart, but it's a hard world to be and, good And in. his, like, self-preservation instinct comes through really strongly. Yeah. And he's just like, we shouldn't rock the boat, we shouldn't pursue this, we shouldn't pursue that, mm-hmm. we shouldn't act this way or that way. But, yeah, yeah, he's really, really good. He's really, really good. Um Shout out to to Dean Shamu. Oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. And and gets to sell a different kind of sincerity. Yeah, he's like... He gets to give speeches too, is the thing. And he's just like the sweetest, softest boy. And he talks about being like the the Sam to Alex's Frodo. And it's so cute. It's so cute because he is and he's so good. He's just a really good little dude he's precious and like he figures out how to do magic and that's like the (laughs) cutest thing in the whole world he's just precious uh yeah he's a good one they're all good we got the uh the other the other two are rihanna doris and And tom uh, Tom Taylor. taylor uh as lance and Kay. um and i mean you know they they sort of have less to do yeah yeah but you know i think I think Tom Taylor is a really good foil. He he does yeah. that thing well of like being that the sort of yeah point of contention the the mm-hmm. right the kind of difficult the trouble yeah exactly character, um, who has to you know learn his own lesson and come around and, and it's, then it's, it's really satisfying when it's he does gradual too which yeah. I like because it's not just like oh well they're kind of recruited in and they have this experience like they're still difficult people after that right like he's still like not really with it you know he's interested in like having a fun adventure but then he's like i don't know he wants the glory for himself and he's he's not confident that yeah and that's the scene in the bog (coughs) yeah oh it's great when they have their confrontation he like realizes like oh i fucked everything up like this is real and i ruined it and that's bad and i feel bad about it well, and it's, it's just like this feeling that is probably, I mean, pretty relatable to anybody of any age watching this movie, where you like realize you messed something up. And you and, have no idea how to fix it. And so the temptation is to just be worse. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. But like, but, like, but the, then the kindness that he experiences, even at that lowest point uh-huh. from, from, from Alex, from Alex like, is what genuinely allows him to, to turn around. Yeah, because, it's a big moment, and, yeah. and it's really well done. And I love how it's like, you know, they're just in this, this like, swampy bog where yeah, you like, can't see anything, and it's all, like, misty and spooky. And then the moment that they, like, fix the, things then and it reconcile, all just clears it up clears up, and suddenly they can see, and they know it's where they're very going. very cool, like, schematic choice yeah. for a movie like this to make. Yeah, it's really great. And, like... And then, and it feels like a really earned moment of yeah, character growth. Where, exactly. Like, he's like, yeah, this, 
I almost ruined everything, and I realized that I care, and I understand now what I was, how I was wrong, and I don't want to do that anymore. Well, and then the best thing for me is that then later Alex has to be the one, like, I was telling you all how to be, but I wasn't being that way myself. Yeah. And that's the moment where he really becomes a good leader. Uh Uh-huh. What a, just... What a joy this movie is. It's oh, just it's so, wonderful. It's so fucking good. And I, like we haven't even talked about Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> well, because she's not in it that much. It's great that she's there. Yes. It's great that she's Rebecca Ferguson. She's just chewing scenery, swanning around, turning into a big she's serpent got bat. Vines all over her <laughs> all the time. Yeah, she's spooky. She's great. She's, whenever she's a villain, in, like in this and Dr. Sleep, she's going after children. Oh, God. She's a great villain. She's really, her. she's good at being scary. She's quite scary. Which is funny because she can also be just like gorgeous and... And lovely. Yeah. 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 No, she's, she, yeah. And I like that, you know, because it is, it is a children's film. Like, yeah. the, the, the bad guy gets to just be a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's just, she's just Morgana and yep. she's just evil and she's just... Mean and bad. Yeah, and it's pretty wrong. simple that way. Yeah, and then that's they okay. Have to, they have to stop her. Yeah, that's okay. We know who the villain is from the beginning of the movie, and the whole movie. The idea is yeah. we gotta stop her from doing her bad things, and then we do the end. The I will say, and like some of this, I think might be because they don't like. I mean, goodness knows, British culture has its own hangups, but uh, they may not have all the same movie hangups as we do. Yeah. But it's fun, and this is another thing that makes it feel like a throwback, to see a, a children's movie where the children are like, they're fighting for real. They're in peril. They're in peril. <laughs> and they're like, fighting with swords. like <laughs> Yeah, real swords, real danger. There's a lot of the old kind of funny scenes that you don't see as much anymore where a kid has to drive a car yes very funny i love that's a that's another great joke where they're like where'd you learn to drive she's like mario Mario kart (laughs) that's a good way to fit something because it just feels real it doesn't feel like just a reference yeah like yeah that's plausible yeah she's she goes to the arcade and she plays plays mario Mario kart Kart. with the steering wheel and And so that's that's her the extent of her knowledge. She's doing great. <laughs> but then what I love is that then later they have this plan with all the cars. Mm-hmm. And it only runs into trouble because they don't know how to reverse. <laughs> Why are of, you turning? Right? <laughs> and they all crash, crash into each into other. Each other. And, yeah, but it's great. It's like yeah. a great moment. It's a great scene. Yeah, I love the like... There's just so many good bits. Siege yeah. on the school. We have the, like that hobby horses swinging down from the gym ceiling and yeah the tripping everyone with with the the pool yeah 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 yeah. and the yeah it's 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 clever stuff it's well done a really good job of like how would you defend a school school, against an army and you've got like an afternoon to plan it yeah how can we take medieval anti-siege tactics and apply them to 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 a a middle school yeah It's really very funny. It's like one of the most fun things that's ever happened in a middle school on film, I think it's, it's fair to so say. It's so fun. And like all these kids are in armor. <laughs> They're all in armor. It's which so, is so funny. It's so cute. It is so funny. I like, really appreciate At first I was a little weirded out by it, but I really appreciate this movie's commitment to the armor. Yes. Yeah, I love that when they get the armor 
And they're like riding the ponies yeah, across yeah. the like. I was watching that scene and I was thinking this must have been so difficult because you can tell when like on the sh- there's no shot where we can see them riding and we can see their faces because they didn't want to put these kids on horses for real. Yeah. And I was just like, but it'd be hard to find like child sized horse rider stunt performers. Sure. And so like you see their faces yeah. and it's kind of goofy in an endearing way uh-huh. but like in the wide shot i'm like they just had to find like small adults they must have to ride these horses yeah they must have and they're very they're you know they're like drone shots from like exactly. way out so you're not well you know... and that's the funny thing is that like this movie really takes advantage of the like peter jackson style yeah traveling <laughs> shot yeah and it's great it's, it's, it's it works. so endearing it's genre appropriate it, it's very good. I mean, especially because we are referencing all of these, like, fantasy adventure movies, too. Like, they're oh, so directly good. referencing yeah, they're, them. Yeah, they do directly reference Lord of the Rings. Because, of course, like, yeah. yeah, if you're a child that's going on a real-life magical adventure, you're going to compare be thinking, it yeah, to the, things to the you've movies seen. Yeah. and books and things that you you know these adventures it's totally from. real. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just... I just can't stop It's just saying. a delightful movie. <laughs> I, and... Yeah, Joe Cornish, I think, just needs to do more. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, something else that I think is great. This movie shares a lot of crew members um, with uh, the films of Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Well, cause then they, you know, they work together. They're, yeah, they're and, friends. Yeah, and they... Um, also shares an editor with Paddington 2, mm-hmm. which I think I mean, it's that just tracks. editing, but you can tell. There's yeah. an energy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I was like, if you if you like sincere recent children's movies, it's it's yeah. This is the one to watch. Absolutely. I like. I'm not sure even like what else to say. Just it's just it, great. It's just it's just a nice. It just works, you know. Yeah. Just just a good time. It's just a good time. Oh, you know, I, I want to talk about the fun sort of device where. Merlin can only be around during the during day. During the day, he vanishes at night because being in the mortal realm at night hurts him. All right. Sure. That's that's a made up. It's convenient though for yeah, the, the because that's when the the, the mortis milis arrive. The, the... So every night these kids are on their own. Yeah. Against these monsters, Merlin can't help them. Um, but then, of course, the eclipse is neither day nor night, so, so it's everybody's every, It's out. a free-for-all. Yeah. Yeah, they but, set these things up really well. Yeah. And it's and like, like, all right, this, I mean, it's just sort of a, it's just a device. It's a bit so, of business. So that they can, they can put these kids in, in more, they have an excuse for these kids to be in this danger. Yeah, exactly. That Merlin can't help them with. Um, and it's like, sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, children's movie or not, just as a movie in general, props to them for crafting like a script and executing it so well where there's all this fantasy business like that Mm -hmm. that's just functional and expositional but also so much drama that it's really easy to get involved in Uh Uh uh-huh because usually you kind of get bogged down you know in one or the other but this is just like it's an exciting adventure Mm -hmm. with you know devices that track yeah, there are these situations where yeah. Merlin, you know, expends his energy and he's like, sorry, I am tapped out. I have to turn into an owl until tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, then you're kind of like, oh, they're on Oh, their no, own. they're on their own. We'll see how they deal with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then that, I love that, that when drives Merlin's, the personal journey as well, though. When Merlin's an owl, he's a really shitty owl. <laughs> he's just, just running around bonking into things. Yeah, he's just yeah. really a terrible owl. Like, he's this all, is... like, he, just like he's molting constantly Everything and just about flying into walls. conception of Merlin is so funny. He's a very the, silly Merlin. The, the fact that he's found uh, his, um, his weird nutrients that he needs in the chicken restaurant yeah we'll have let's address that because i mean it's like it's it's cute and funny and clever enough that it's just like i'll give it to him but of course none of that is actually i mean like maybe the animal bones well the 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 idea of red dye coming from beetles well they call it beetle blood which is not not beetle blood blood. yes certain red dye is derived from a certain (laughs) beetle beetle but beetle blood is but that's just like an eccentric and funny way to and then beaver urine is absolutely not not in any food stuff yeah can be naturally derived from a secretion from certain glands in a beaver these days it is is... synthetically created yes but that is the original source of the chemical that was made into vanillin um not beaver urine there's no no beaver urine in vanilla ice cream um but chicken nuggets probably have some animal bones oh sure yeah (laughs) that one is just probably fair enough yeah I, it's just funny though. It's hilarious. Well, and I love magic potion. Magic. And oh, they, like, and blend they it blended it. Off. it. The oh. cherry aid, the vanilla ice cream, and the chicken nuggets. <laughs> and he just chugs it. It's so funny. It's so no, funny. They call it magic potion. That's it's one of the best payoffs ever delightful. for anything. And I was like, genuine, because this movie gets so serious uh-huh. at a certain point that I was like, oh, is Merlin going to die? Is he going to die? Because they kind of are making it feel like he is. And then they just bring in this, like, plastic. <sighs> Plastic water bottle with terrible blended. And he just chugs the whole thing. He's like, yeah, feeling good. And it's, oh, it's a delight. It's so funny. I was laughing so hard at that part of the movie. It's really good. It's really, really good. And they get to face off against this big, terrifying flying serpent, Morgana. (laughs) She's really awful. Yeah. Breathing fire. And they do a full beheading yeah they just cut her head off she's just an evil monster and they cut her head off and kill her that's it just go right that's what you gotta do it's king arthur (laughs) yeah cut the monster's head off it's great yeah yeah you don't have to do any of this like oh actually the bad guy just was sad and (laughs) no she's she's a monster cut her head off she's been hiding under the the this this lawn for She's raising the evil forces of hell. To enslave Britain. Okay. We can cut her head off. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to cut her head off. She's a big scary monster. The other thing that I like is that after they, after they do that, they're just like, oh, it's still the same shitty country we had before. Everything's still going wrong. Yeah, but but now that we know that we can be empowered, yes, to it's very that's, that's a more constructive message than just like we cut the monster's head off. Oh, it fixed everything. Yeah, they're like we're still kids. Like nothing has changed yeah. tangibly in the world. Like yeah, we stopped Morgana from enslaving Britain, but like it's still the same shitty world that she was going to be able to take over. Exactly. And Ron's like, yeah, well, but you'll, you're, you, I, I trust you with the world, and I trust that you're going to do something better. That's lovely. It is. It's very empowering. And it, it's very um, Bruno Bettelheim. Yeah. In the idea that, like, the fairy tale, the fable exists 
to empower people to believe that monsters, literal or metaphorical, can be defeated. Exactly. You know, that, that these stories exist for a metaphorical purpose. Right. That, that will inspire one to act bravely. Right. Right. And to overcome hardship. And that's like part of Alex's journey too. Yeah. Because the movie sort of keeps emphasizing that like, oh, he believes so much in the fantasy, but he's struggling to apply it to his own life Right, and where he's like, he hears that like, oh, his dad is, has his demons. Has his demons and he's like, oh, these must battles. be the literal demons. Oh, I know about fighting demons. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it's like, no, 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 this is a metaphor. Your father struggles with addiction. Right, like, right, right. And he's like, what? I don't, I don't know how to process that. Yeah. And like, you know. But, he, and the stories are still the key to processing that. Yeah. But it just doesn't always have to be literal. And with his mom, too. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, we have to do our, our, you know, follow the chivalric code and, like, be knights and stuff. But, but he doesn't not connect realizing... that to he needs to be truthful with his mom. Yeah. And, and it's only at that point that he has the true power. To, the, yeah, to, to, to fulfill his... His, his destiny. Uh, yeah, exactly. His duty. His, yeah. yeah it's, That's it's... what I think is nice about it. It's not just about him needing to be brave and do the thing yeah and it's like you know lots of movies will do the sort of like we've got the a plot and the b plot and they like they're parallel and we see how they inform each other in this case they are literally informing each other exactly the characters understand like oh i'm learning a lesson right now and i need to apply it exactly (laughs) and he does like and it's, it's refreshing to see like you know a fantasy movie and or and or children's movie take its characters that seriously Uh especially children yeah and to to be like they're having all these like the emotions that these characters are having are given fair play by the story Mm -hmm. so let's bring it to our three i was so curious about certain things yeah well and like even before we get into sort of the like the actual, you know, applicable or not, you know, mm. stories and things. Like, I want to talk about the concepts. Yes, yes. Because this sees Arthuriana, mm. and I think it, it it sees Arthuriana in a way I think a lot of people look at Arthuriana now, mm-hmm. which is this idea that it's like this beautiful, aspirational, heroic tradition right. of goodness and justice right right um when you know you go back as we have seen to older versions of the stories and of course these characters are not virtuous and they are deeply flawed i was thinking about that right from the beginning Uh uh-huh because like the way that they mention arthur's uh parentage yeah they really gloss they gloss right over some things that we've discussed on this podcast yeah and i was like oh well this is a children's movie so they can't yeah we're not gonna do that and i you know i think it's fair enough like that you know legends and mythology they serve a lot of purposes exactly and in this case We're using this version, this idea of Arthuriana in order to tell this really wonderful story Mm -hmm. with a beautiful message. Yeah. That's super okay. Like, yeah, this is not Jeffrey of Monmouth's version of King Arthur. No, no, no. But that's all right. Well, and, and what I kind of like is that they sort of address some things in the dialogue of the film where, like, Merlin gives this whole little speech about how, like, 
you know, sometimes myths are used to consolidate power. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, you know, interest, your book's really interesting, but and, it's not quite. And, he, and he, Well, he, and he's, what I love is that he basically just takes time out to say, like, King Arthur shit is cool, but don't buy into monarchist propaganda. <laughs> yes, and that is, that is always, especially when it, you know, because this is a very British movie about. And you have to be careful. Yeah, because it can get real weird and, like. And. Monarchal and, and, and like, like when you're saying when you're fast. saying things like oh the world is bad and today and all this you know you know what I mean right. like there's a, to, to the... there's a way to there's a way to sound conservative which is obviously not this movie's intention right and 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 yeah there's that very important scene because it is it's when Alex is like feeling a lot of doubt because he's yeah. realizing that, that this fantasy he had about his dad is just not true right um and Merlin is like. Yeah, that's not really what this is about, though. Like, right. It's about you and 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 how, how you can right. what what you can do for the world. It's not about the 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 legends of the past. And 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 again, it comes yeah. up again in the climax when Morgana and Merlin are like having their confrontation. Yeah. And Merlin says, "We're we're we're legend. We're myth. We're history. Right. This is their world now, and we don't have any right to it." And they make morgana say a lot of things that are coded in a certain way to me where she like calls alex a surf at yeah. one point and she's like she's saying that the children don't understand the order of things or the way things are supposed to be uh-huh. and so they've kind of given her this kind of like prescriptivist conservative yeah classical britain this is the way things are yes very vibe. classist yeah exactly yeah uh and merlin is saying is, that's not that's this not, is how not how things are works, anymore yeah and it shouldn't be exactly this is their world and they deserve it of course you know that is that is a very modern way of looking right, at right, the right. legend and and, and, and that, that'll happen you know that yeah. that comes up a lot is you know People almost want to ascribe a sort of like democracy to right. Camelot, and right. it's like that's extremely ahistorical. Yeah. But that's sort of the the beauty and the versatility of the the figure of King Arthur. And that's why people. That's part of what makes it so compelling for people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just you know King Arthur has become a symbol of sort of justice, right. and heroism. Whatever that means anymore. At the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. You know? Yeah, and they try to make it very general in this movie. Uh huh. Where they're just like, be kind and don't quit, and yeah, <laughs> have you know have emotional integrity and relational integrity. Basically. Yeah, it's, that's that's all you got to do. Yeah. So um, that's great, and that's all yeah. that's all very well and good, and of course it's not what we see in Mallory. No. No. <laughs> At Not all. at all. At, Not at all. all. So, like the sort of figures that are, well, let, let's let's start with Tintagel because we were talking yes. about that. Yes, and that's um, the first time it's come up. Yes, here. because okay. And in the movie, they just say, "Oh, King Arthur might have been born there." Yes, and and uh, it, that's interesting because certainly certain legends may mm-hmm. claim that as the birthplace. It is the sort of. Um, you know, Jeffrey Monmouth puts it as the site of Arthur's conception. Oh, because that yeah, Tintagel was um, Gorlois' castle, 
Oh. The original husband of Egraine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. And this, that would not serve this movie's aims no, one bit. No, we can't bit. talk about that. Yeah. So, yes, that is, you know, that is where Gorlois That's lived. where that deception occurred. The deception, the, the rape of Egraine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, after Gorlois was killed. Um, but, of course, then Uther went on to marry Egraine. Right. Why he was king? Why would he live in, in this guy's castle? Just as like a move, I guess. Yeah, like, like he's probably got a better castle. Like he probably took Egraine and, and her daughters and moved went, went to, home. Yeah. And Arthur would have been born yeah. there. You'd think, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, um, Jeffrey Monmouth's uh, Historia. Um, mentions Tintagel Castle as where Arthur was conceived, but does not I- anywhere claim that he was born, he was there, born there or that he ever went there or he ever sure. had anything to do with the place at- thereafter. It's a reasonable difference for this movie to put forth, given yeah. what it can't talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we're just sanitizing that yeah. idea. And it's, you know, Tintagel's a fun... Because we, we, we go to all of these real locations in Britain. Yes. And so that's one that we can have. Like, there's no fucking Camelot. Right. But Tintagel is a real place. They that can is go there. Associated with Arthur. Yeah. So let's and use it's, it. And it's a nice location. Yeah, it's a really nice location. Yeah. It's beautiful. Cornwall's beautiful. Um, So that's, you know, it's funny. And they're yeah. just, they're, they're. A- they adapting get to, it they get to mispronounce it in a funny way into gel yeah. yeah it's cute it's a good device for the movie we have talked about all three mentioned knights yes. already we yes. talked about bedivere he he's sort of one of the earliest knights right. mentioned um he's the one who gets to throw the sword into the lake when arthur dies that's right yeah um he's a he's a big time classic Night yeah. of the Round yep, Table. Yep. Um, Kay, of course, yeah. being Arthur's adopted brother. Yeah. Big deal, Night of the Round Table. Um, and Lancelot, we all know who that boy is. Yeah, exactly. So, we talked about him at length. You know, we're just, we're, we're hearkening to some of the big heavy hitters of the Round Table here. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and that's basically all that... That's, th- yeah. There is no relation between them beyond their names their, that their we names, can adapt yeah. and their and they can significant players kind in of legend. like clever things like lance being a totally plausible person's name yeah k and, and is k, a girl's name k can be a girl's day. name so and then yeah. we've got betters, betters. <laughs> <laughs> but um there's not really not not a lot of correlation beyond the names. i mean i will say this like Arthur and Lancelot met and fought. Yeah, that's true. Like, I was thinking was about first, that. They the first had, time they met, they had a big battle. And and this movie makes a whole thing about Arthur turning enemies into allies. Yes, and so we have Alex confronting and, and attacking uh, yeah. Lance. Lance, and, um, and eventually they become buds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- okay, we didn't talk about it, but that's one thing that's very, very cute in, like, the second half of the movie that, uh-huh. that comes up often is, you know, Lance is like, I don't cuddle. I don't <laughs> get off of me. And then a second later, he's, he's like, like, asleep, like, on, on, on bed- bedders. Bed it, it's really very yeah. cute where, like, yeah. these kids are just, like, 
becoming close, and yeah. despite Lance's like protestations, he's, he's still a part participant of it. Yeah, in yeah, this. Yeah. Like it's really very cute. I liked that there are many scenes as the film goes on, um, even before they're all kind of chummy, but even in that first sort of perilous encounter mm-hmm. uh, that the four of them have together, uh, Kay is always going back to help or save betters. Mm-hmm specifically even though she was bullying him at the very beginning yeah because because ultimately her deal is she just kind of goes along with lance exactly and she wouldn't necessarily be like that if if she hadn't latched onto him as her sort of boss to like and that's her self-preservation thing yeah so but in the perilous moments she's like i gotta help i gotta help this kid yeah because i'm stronger and i'm I'm able to exactly yeah it's nice it's really nice um so yeah those are the knights um yep. and, you know we yep. know who they are we've talked about uh, morgana and merlin both. and merlin but um, um the interesting thing that we haven't we haven't talked a whole lot about is sort of the um the relationship between merlin and morgana right and i noticed because i was like this is probably another reason why they needed to have an older merlin Mm-hmm. because they sort of have a tension in that scene mm-hmm. where, where she's like oh there's the merlin i know exactly um and we have talked a little about how there are you know in certain texts there's um, a, there's a thing between them well yeah they, that he was her teacher right and that you know certain versions um they like are lovers in mm-hmm. other versions it's like an unrequited thing on merlin's part because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just an old creep right um yeah, in the in the in the text Merlin, which we have discussed before, he actually like is so in love with Morgan that he like lies to Arthur to like aid her in like escape. Um, like she, it's which is wow. like the only instance really in legend of Merlin like in some way betraying Arthur. Wow. Yeah okay yeah it's pretty interesting oh and i, I did want to mention so the this movie does the whole backwards aging thing and that's why i was gonna ask young, about that um well we have the young merlin is the idea that the, comes up ages, sometimes ages backwards of the backwards aging merlin um far as i have been able to find um mm-hmm. that's 100 percent th white Once okay because i knew i was familiar with this idea from somewhere yes that that is something th white came up with as far as I can find, um, so enough. that make that puts it very late. This is yeah. not a medieval idea. This at is all. a twentieth century idea. Yeah. Wow. And it's a fun idea. Yeah. Sure. Um, that he's like experiencing time backwards. Backwards. Yeah. yeah I don't know, but um, yeah. but that is not historical. Sure. In any way, fun concept, especially in service of this movie. Where it allows us to have a, a, a child, a child Merlin. Merlin, which is what we want because this movie's all about kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it works really, really well. It it fuels the dynamic, mm-hmm. really, really adeptly, and and it allows for Angus Emery to just cut the thing up with his silliness. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> he's just a fun, and he's just funny looking, and he's he, just... yep, mm-hmm. and he's probably the funniest Merlin we'll see. Like, gotta be. I don't think I don't think there's ever been a Merlin so funny. Exactly. You know, sometimes he's a comic character, like in Sword in the Stone sure. or whatever. But, but like, this is a different level. This is, he's a clown. <laughs> he's, he's clowning the whole time. Yeah, like, in the classical sense, yes. he's clowning. Oh, and it's yes. It's spectacular wonderful. to behold. But, I, so as far as 
Morgana goes, I mean, she does not have much to do in this no, movie. No, we've, um, we've encountered that a couple times now where she's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. She just gets to be a villain. And, yeah. and so I would say probably the version of her that this is most like would mm-hmm. be um, more Darth or Thomas Mallory. Sure. Because, you know, the further back you go, the more sort of like benevolent Morgana right, is. Right, and over right. time, she sort of transformed into a malevolent figure. And by the yeah. time we get to, you know, the, the like, Renaissance, early modern stuff. Right. She's just fully villainous. Um, right. Mallory fucking hates her. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, man, like, the, I gotta say, everything from that era of... <laughs> Of Morgana, of Morgan, mm-hmm. is just like, she is a bad bitch, and I have nothing but respect for her. Because like, part of the reason, you know, she, one, like, she's so awful because she's, she's such a slut. Like, sure. She's just yeah. so, what a wanton woman I wondered she is. about this, yeah. Yeah, she's very um, sexual. Right. And, and that's, that's a bad that's, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I wondered if she kind of was maybe getting a bum rap at that time because of some cultural norms. Yeah, cultural stuff. She's yeah. just too horny and we can't have that. And that's evil. Super evil. Um, and so she's just like evil for the sake of it. Uh, just doing wicked things because she's a wicked woman. Uh, I mean, not that different from this movie though. They don't ascribe that to uh anything sexuality sexual. um yeah she's yeah that but she's just evil because she's evil yeah yeah this these texts are like this bitch is too horny <laughs> oh no it can't be it can't be allowed not allowed um and i'm just like get it right right like <laughs> what's, with what's all the these problem nights, she's yeah just living her best life right absolutely yes but um one thing that i did find really interesting and yeah. it's 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 an offhand thing in our false climax when they're mm-hmm. fighting morgana in the underworld she tries to sort of delegitimize alex's claim to excalibur right. by saying that she's the last pen dragon yeah of course Morgan Le Fay is not a pen dragon in any no, sense. No, no, no. Her father isn't Uther is Gorlock. Yeah, so she's not a pen dragon at all. I she's did, not. I did wonder about she's, that. She's a stepdaughter at best. Well, and they mentioned that that she's a half sister. Uh huh. Like, but they just don't really. They don't specify. Say how that works. Yeah, because uh, they can't. They can't. <laughs> they can't talk about it, but... Um, but she's not a Pendragon. That's she's interesting. She's not a Pendragon, of course, because, you know, she's... Yeah, she's the, the daughter of the Duke of Cornwall, and then she, um, in in certain versions, post-Vulgate and what all, um, she then is married off. Sure. Um, yeah. Interesting. She's never a Pendragon. She's in no mm. regard a Pendragon. Now, that doesn't stop her from attempting to use her relation to Arthur to sort of stake a claim, fa- stake a claim yeah, to yeah, the throne. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she has plans to, you know, right. bump him off and right. seize power. Yeah. But, you know, in those versions, she is, um, she is close with Arthur. Right. They're, right. The, in that, in that version, she, you know, goes and stays at Camelot and is like right. friends with Guinevere and, is like a confidant mm-hmm. of Arthur and then like betrays sure. him. 
um, there's this whole thing with, um, cause <laughs> one thing we haven't talked about, cause it just mm-hmm. does not come up in anything. And I'm curious if it ever will. Yeah. Um, Excalibur is important as a sword. Mm-hmm. It's scabbard is actually more useful. Whoa. Excalib- it has a scabbard? It has a scabbard and it's very important. Excalibur is a very good sword. It's scabbard protects its wearer from ever spilling blood. If you wear the scabbard, you don't bleed. Why don't they ever use this in the movies? I don't know. <clears throat> but it's a big deal. It's like this protection talisman. So basically, sure. if you wear this scabbard, you'll never f- die in battle. Because All right. no one can kill you with a sword. There you go. Um, And so there's this whole thing where... Like, it's, you know, Excalibur and this scabbard are, like, super important and, like, um, precious. And so Arthur's like, hey, Morgan, will you keep them safe for me? Mm-hmm. Like, I trust you and I and I need somebody to, like, keep an eye on these things. So you keep Oy. them. And she's like, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then she gets a boyfriend. Of course, yeah. She's Morgan, so she's getting a boyfriend. Yeah, of course. And she's like, my boyfriend is a knight and I don't want him to die. I don't yeah. want something bad to happen to him while he's off knighting around. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a replica scabbard. Okay. And I'm going to give... My boyfriend, the real one. Oh, and give Arthur back. And then the, if Arthur, the so like one. if Arthur ever asks, I've still got this scabbard, but it's actually a replica. Sure. Meanwhile, my boyfriend's gallivanting around, gaining he'll, renown he'll, he'll and be, never in he'll danger. He'll be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. It's so it's this whole thing, and then it comes out that she had done this, and so she gets Drama. in trouble and has to, you know. Yeah. Abscond, and of then they're enemies. But, uh, very interesting. yeah, yeah, it is very interesting. But the funny thing is, even Mallory has a reconciliation between Arthur and Morgan. Wow. Even Mallory, who hated her so <laughs> much, and we did talk about this, um, we, last time, I think, Dragons of Camelot, mm-hmm. we, um, how she's one of the four, like, magical women who take arthur's body away to right. avalon yeah um, even and though she, she's so evil yeah she, she like weeps that. over him and like takes him away she gets to a redemption yeah fairyland and it's not really like explained why it is that she has this change of heart and change of character mm-hmm. but even mallory has her in the end like caring for arthur and yeah. um this movie is like, nope, she's just she's evil. Just nasty. She's just a nasty bitch. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I think that's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. She's just a generic villain. She's just a bad guy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it is very interesting, the relationship between Merlin and Morgan and how yeah. um, they're very tied together, you know, a in later versions, like, Mallory makes no mention of uh, Merlin teaching Morgan magic. That's mm-hmm. That's been dropped. She just has her own magic. Interesting. But prior to that, th- there's always some kind of a connection between them in that way. Right. Um, some versions, she learns some magic at her nunnery. Um, right. Before she got married. 
and then meets Merlin at Camelot and trains with him. Um, other versions, it's she just learns magic from him and doesn't learn magic before that. But yeah. they're pretty much always deeply connected in this sort That's of like teacher-apprentice relationship, and mm. it may or may not be romantic. Right. But I just think that's such a fascinating story. It needs its own movie. Yes! <laughs> I really am into it. And it doesn't... I don't feel like it gets used much in movies. No. I mean, it's a it's a subplot in Excalibur. Right. Sort of, like, made mention. But uh, to, like, see that part of the story yeah. is really interesting. And, like, to really dive into that relationship yeah. is, is fascinating because again like there is this one instance of merlin betraying arthur in some way and it's for her that's really interesting that we don't really get yeah that we don't get to see uh-huh like we've had a villainous merlin <laughs> in so, connecticut so, yankee so to speak someone who's working against arthur's best interests consistently right but not a Merlin who has to make like one categorical betrayal that he wouldn't otherwise do for the sake of Morgan Le Fay. That's really interesting. Yeah, isn't it? It's compelling. Yeah. Screenwriters take note. Yeah, there's something Was there. It? There's something there. Some nerd is, I hope, listening to this podcast for screenplay ideas. I mean, what a what you know, a romance for the ages. Like every this tragic. Time, every time we talk about something that should be a movie and never has been, mm-hmm. it seems like that's becoming a theme for us. And this is one of the best ones. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, Merlin's whole fucking deal is just ripe for that. Like, he's got so much interesting stuff in his in his pre Arthur right. life. Like, right? It's a shame. I mean, maybe we'll see. I'm curious because we can find more Merlin focused stuff. Yeah, we've talked we, about that. We, we mean to and shall. Um, and so the, it remains to be seen if we find something that does take advantage of some of mm. these more interesting episodes from Merlin's life, because so often he is just sort of like a bit player to Arthur. In, to Arthur, exactly. He's but just there to, like, offer wisdom and do some kind of incantation and give a prophecy. Merlin's version. Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious if that... that the 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 sexy um joseph finds merlin in camelot got to do any of this stuff maybe well, i don't know do we need to <laughs> i don't think we can cover it it's but i'm interested much. to watch yeah. it anyway because i didn't really uh the old uh sam neill merlin television film is something we'll, we'll have to get we've around to about as well yeah yeah there's just there's so much there. And it's like, I love this delightful, wacky little guy that Merlin <laughs> is in this movie. Yeah. Um, but he gets to pull focus. He certainly. does. Oh, yeah. He fucking steals yeah, the steals fucking the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, give, that, me, give that... me this complicated, yes, sort of nefarious, demonic yeah. Merlin. Like, give me yeah. that. Give me the creep, you know? Right. Give me this weird old guy. Right. Like, I haven't even told you all of the <laughs> things. you got to save some of it because he's in almost every movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, just hear a little bit more of it each time. He's he's a, wow. he's a bad news. He's a bad news boy. <laughs> I mean, even just the story of his, his, uh, his conception. Yeah. He's crazy. the Antichrist. Yeah. You Merlin. know? Merlin. 
Yep. Yep. He's a he's a bad boy, and he he does some he yeah. does some bad things. So it is it is kind of I mean he and um, Morgana get like one one scene together in this movie. Yeah, and it's 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 got a good yeah. tension, a good like. It makes you think. There's subtext. You, wonder. Yeah, you know, exactly, you, you exactly. feel a history there. There's it's, more going on than they say. Yeah, it's unspoken yeah. and it's interesting. It's intriguing, but they get like all the 45 seconds together. Exactly. So, you know, and you're kind of just like, let's go back to the kids. Also. <laughs> yeah, and they're right to do yeah. that. But yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's stuff. Room. There's room to explore. Was there anything else that you were had like curious about as far the, as the, the Mortis Miles? Yeah, so that I mean that's pretty much just made up. Sure. Though um, I, I will say, post Vulgate version of the Grail Quest mm-hmm. um, story, Lancelot has a vision of hell where Morgan will be able to control demons oh. in the afterlife torturing guinevere because that's what she's all about of course yeah Uh, but um so there there are like there's precedent precedent for for her to like control demons in some way sure yeah interesting yeah it's a good good device for this movie to exploit yeah and then we have these fun like skeleton warriors to like explode and that's fun and video gamey and especially because like they get to be scary enough that there's some tension but they're fantasy enough that it's not super real feeling uh-huh we can just blast them into bits and it's or have exciting them open a car door and they can run into the car door yeah yeah they're very fragile they're very very pretty brittle. funny <laughs> uh, so it doesn't feel like too perilous it feels a bit perilous yeah i mean but... like you know like especially during like this the siege of the school yeah. and it's like boy like these kids are just like sword fighting with monsters right now yeah, like fully they are fully just Fighting hand-to-hand with demons. It's very entertaining. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Y'all, I mean, I hope that you watched this movie already yes. before listening, but if but you haven't... If not, go watch it now. on it. It's so good. It's it's so good. It's so seldom that we will get to watch good movies on this on series. The, and especially, like, not even just good movies, like solid movies, but just, like, a pretty exceptional movie. Yeah, it's a really wonderful film. Yeah. It's, it's it's great for kids. It's fun for grown-ups. It's nice. It's funny. We got some substantial discussion out of it, and it's also just really entertaining. Cute as hell. What more can you want? Yeah, this is a really nice movie. It deserved better than it got. Yeah, strong recommendation. We will make this a cult classic <laughs> yeah, this... by ourselves if we have yeah, to. Yeah, we'll never stop telling you to watch, watch this it. one. Cause Seriously. If... I'm Up on till the this point, wagon now. <laughs> I could I could take or leave most of the movies that it's we've really watched. It's really true. We have not watched like this is this is like probably the best one that we've yeah, watched. Yeah, like so Sword far. in the Stone is a classic. Yeah, you know, see yeah. it. It's part of Disney history. You know, whatever. But like, no, a lot of the ones in between have been kind of like eh, interesting. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes interesting. Sometimes, sometimes no, bad. Sometimes Tristan and Isolde. Sometimes they've uh, been Tristan and Isolde. Uh, sometimes they've been hilarious and yeah, bad. Yeah, funny bad. But this is just genuinely great. Just genuinely a wonderful movie. Rare thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you've finally seen it. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to have finally seen it. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. 
All right. I feel like we're, I, I feel like we've done yeah. it. I feel I like we've done we, it for this we've one. We've discussed it. Yes. And so I, I got to say, we're, we're just so, we're, we're, we're spoiled for riches here because we get to watch we're... another good movie. Yeah, an amazing movie. A spectacular movie that I'm so excited to rewatch. Yeah. Because, of course, it is Christmas time next month. Yes. It is Yuletide. Yes. And so... We had to try to find a Christmas one. And what Christmas a... story is there in Arthurian legend? <laughs> so, but the Green Knight. The Green Knight. The we Green have to watch the Green Knight. It's... It's... Oh, we love this movie so much. So much. We haven't seen it and I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know yeah, about you. No, no. Yeah, I'm... Just over the moon about rewatching this film. Yes. It's very exciting. I, I I knew I would love it, and I do love it. Oh, yeah. And Tremendous. We're gonna have a great time talking about this bizarro, <laughs> yes. scary, weird, yes. horny movie. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas! Everything you could ever want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't, oh, it's time. It is absolutely time. See this incredible film. I know it's weird. Mm. Yes. Lean into it. Enjoy we, it. We we love this movie. Yeah. So so get ready, y'all, because because it's 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 Christmas. It's, it's, it's spooky it's, Christmas. It's spooky Christmas. <laughs> what more could you want? Yeah. Yeah. It's really we're 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 treating ourselves oh, here. Oh yes. We're gonna have a great <laughs> great time. Yes. Yes. So there's gonna be much to say about that one. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, I can't either. Until then, we love you very much. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to this Film Broads production. Subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts and talk to us on Twitter at Film Broads Pod. Our theme music is Holding Out for a Hero by Hildegard von Blingen and Whitney Avalon. I need